the thousands joining us all around the world online. Welcome to People's Church today. It is Friends Day, and I hope that you go out and get a cup of coffee or a latte or a hot chocolate or an apple cider today and enjoy this lovely fall weather as well. And to all of our guests, I want to say a big welcome at all of our locations. To all of our guests, if you're new with us, welcome. So glad that you're here. I hope that uh, you find this place to be home and that we just uh, become your church family. And I want to encourage all of our guests, if you're new with us today or you've been coming to People's Church for the last I don't know, two or three or four months or so, and you've never been to a guest reception. We haven't done one in a little while. Uh, I would love to meet you, my wife and I, following the service in our guest reception room. It's the growth track room out of the doors to the left. Our campus pastors will give you some information about your guest reception as well uh, towards the end of the service. But our staff would love to connect with you, love to talk with you, meet with you for a few moments right before our growth track class begins immediately following the service. And next Sunday, church, is Celebration Sunday. It's going to be our fourth week of, our, uh, of, of this series and also of our just getting back to church and the four-week challenge. And we just want to celebrate what God's been doing, how he's been changing lives, as people have been coming back and connecting back with God. God's been changing lives. Life change is happening. How many know that Jesus changes lives? How many you know that he, he really... He he changes lives. And, and we're going to celebrate that next Sunday. It's going to be fun at all of our campuses. We're going to have food trucks, absolutely free food next Sunday at all of our campuses. At the Oklahoma City campus, we're going to have fish and fries and chicken and fries and guy rolls. And if they, if they get the rest of the menu for me, we're going to have gizzards and we're going to have, come on, somebody, liver and onions. Mm, I'm about to preach right now. <laughs> At Midwest City, we're going to have chicken and tacos and hamburgers or hot dogs. At Northwest, uh, be free hamburgers, barbecue, mac and cheese. At Indianapolis, we'll have chicken sandwiches, fries, and some other things as well. So every camp is going to have free food as we just celebrate God's goodness on Celebration Sunday. And also, people are always asking and wanting to know. I want you to know next Sunday we're going to have free people, not free. We're going to have People's Church merch. You have to pay for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll have People's Church merch. But here's what I want you to know about the merch. Here's the deal. Let me tell you right now. There's a, limit, a limited supply, a limited edition. That means all of you won't get one. So get to church early. Praise the Lord. And I'm just telling you now because some of you are going to say, Pastor, we got any more of those shirts left? No, they're gone. Come on, so it's a limited edition, but we're excited to have that for Celebration Sunday as well. And then next Sunday, what I'm probably most excited about is honoring our teachers. And we're going to have teacher appreciation. We're going to honor all educators and superintendents and honor all of our teachers and their hard work. And all of our campuses are actually adopting a school. So every campus adopted a school. And we've invited all those teachers and administrators from that particular school for each campus. And we're going to celebrate them. We're going to have a little guest reception for those teachers next week and also give them school supplies. We're going to give them gift cards. Yeah, money from our church to them to be a blessing. I mean, you know, it's good to bless our educators, our teachers. Come on, especially during this season. So we're excited to adopt those schools and bless them. So it's going to be a big, big, big celebration Sunday next week. Well, right now I am excited to preach this message called The Weight of Worry. And I ask you to do every single week because we see 15, 20, 30, 40 people give their life to Christ just at our online services 
if you just click that share button right now. If you have a mobile device, would you grab it out and just share it, this service on Facebook, on YouTube, on Church Online, even in your home, would you do that? Just click the share button. I believe this message is going to help so many people, the weight of worry. I want to look at Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 25. It says, worry weighs a person down. An encouraging word cheers a person up. Worry weighs a person down. And boy, isn't that true? If you're like me, you, you, you've, you've worried a time or two or three or four or a thousand in your life. And whenever that you worry, I know for me, I've, I've worried about my wife at times and and some things that she's been going through physically. I've, I've, I've worried about my children and at times. And whenever you worry, it just a weight gets on you. You just pick up a weight. And, and I, I gotta, I, this has nothing to do with my sermon, but you know what this bag is right here? As we woke a tigers, y'all. Come on, somebody. You, oh, the Lord just touched your heart, didn't he, right? Powerfully. Okay, it has nothing to do with my sermon, but let's get back to preaching. But listen, whenever you start worrying, some of you are worrying about your job or you're worried about the economy or you're worried about COVID-19. You're, you're worried about the election. You're, you're, you're worried about what's going on at your workplace. And, and here's what happens. You start worrying, you weigh yourself down. And some of you today are literally going through life like this. You are going through your everyday worried. And the Bible says worry will weigh you down. Some of you don't realize it, but you are trying to be healthy. And there's no way when you have all of this weight weighing you down, a day of worry is more exhausting than a week of work. Worry is like running on a treadmill. It requires a lot of energy but doesn't get you anywhere. And some of you are running and running and running and running and running with worry and worry and worry and worry, and it's not getting you anywhere. It's just taking a lot of energy. It's wearing you out. You sit on your couch at night trying to watch TV and relax, and you think, whoo, I'm just going to relax and, just, and, get, and just get rejuvenated. And you can't get rejuvenated because your mind is just going with worry, and it's weighing you down. Some of you get a good night's sleep, wake up the next morning still tired because worry is weighing you down. Worry makes you anxious. Worry causes panic attacks. It causes sleepless nights. Worry will cause you to lose your appetite. It will impact your relationships. It will impact your performance at work. Worry will weigh you down. And some of you find yourself like that today. You're weighed down by worry. I think this is a good visual for some people today because you're worrying and you're worrying, and you're worrying, and it's weighing you down. It's not helping your life out at all. And the Bible says this in Philippians chapter number four. I'm going to pick up reading in verse number six. Today, what I'm going to do is walk you through verse six, verse seven, verse eight, and verse nine, and somebody's going to see the weight of worry come off your life. Do you believe that today, church? Come on, by faith, as I begin to preach this message, come on, somebody's going to get free of worry today. Worry is going to lift off your life today. Philippians chapter number four and verse six, it says, do, don't worry about anything. Let me pause right there. Don't worry about anything. If you look up the word anything in the Greek, it means anything. The Bible's not trying to trick you. Like you're not supposed to worry about anything. 
Here's what God says. God says, with his help, it's possible that you don't have to worry about anything. Pastor, is that really possible? Oh, God would not have said it if it was not possible. With God's help, you don't have to be weighed down with worry. And the question is, how do you wipe out worry? We see the promise in the scripture that you don't have to worry about anything, and yet most people worry about everything. How do we wipe out worry? Well, I want to give you five steps today. Five steps found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, 7, 8, and 9. Five steps to wipe out worry. Here it goes. Step number one, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Paul says the first step to wipe out worry, if you're going to really wipe out worry, you have to take everything to the Lord in prayer. Listen, if you're going to worry about it, then don't pray about it. But if you're going to pray about it, then don't worry about it. Give it to the Lord in prayer. Sorrow looks back. Worry looks around, but faith looks up. And as Christ followers, we've got a God that loves us and we need to look up. We need to take our faith to, to God, our problems to God in faith and say, God, I give you the worry. I give you the anxiety. I'm looking up today. I love what Peter says in first Peter chapter five and verse seven. He says, cast all your anxiety, cast all of your cares, cast all of your worry on him because he cares for you. So with all of your anxiety, with all of your worry, what you want to do when it starts to creep into your life is you want to take it to the Lord in prayer. I don't want you to worry. Go to God in prayer. What does that mean, Pastor? Literally, take your worry and cast them on God. Take your problems and cast them on God. Take, listen, whenever you're trying to deal with the pro family problem, don't worry about it. Take it and give it to God. Whenever you're dealing with the work problem, don't, don't worry about it. The Bible says cast it on the Lord. Whenever you're dealing with a financial problem, cast it on the Lord. Maybe you're worried about the economy or the election or COVID-19. The Bible says cast it on the Lord. Don't worry. Pray don't worry. Psalm chapter 55 and verse 22 says, turn your worries over to the Lord. He will keep you going. He will never let godly people be shaken. So church, don't hold on to worry. Pray about it. Don't worry about it. The Bible says, turn it over to the Lord. It's about a month ago. Tiffany and I were in our bedroom. We were hanging out and talking and relaxing. And one of our kids came in on that evening and said, hey, somebody's at the door. I thought, huh, who's at the, who's at the door? We're not expecting any company. Who's at, the, who's at the door? So I said, hey, dad'll go, I'll, I'll take care of it. Let, let, let me go out and see, what, see, see who this is. So I get to the front door and I'm, I'm suspicious. Who is this at my door? And we got a little window on our door that you can kind of open up. And so I opened it up and said, Hey, what, what do you want? What'd you, what'd you? He's, he said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with the bug spray company. And he said, you see those walls? I said, yeah, I see those walls. He says, I'll get rid of them walls for you. 
I'll spray, I'll knock down the nest. And man, he was telling me about wasp and I'll get in all your gutters and I'm going to spray and you're going, those wasps going to be gone. I thought, man, really, you're going to do the, yeah, I'll do, I'm, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, he said. To I, said hey, I said, hold on real quick. I said, hey, Tiffany, there's a man at the front door. He said he's, he'd take care of wasp and we got some wasp out of here. He will take care of it. And, and I went back and said, now, how much, how much, how much is this? How much? And he told me, I went back, Tiffany, do we, yeah, she goes, well, we do use this particular company whenever we want to wasp or somebody bugs to spray in the house. They want to spray, get bug spray. We use it. I go back. I said, now, nah, this particular company is who we use. He goes, let me tell you, but what we do is we go out in your yard. We'll go 100 yards in the yard, all around, everywhere. We just start spraying, and we'll just get in the yard. And we're gonna, I mean, we're going to drive all of those bugs and those ticks away. I thought, wow, really? I said, oh, hey, Tiffany, do you think we could be? I, I, I went probably two or three, two or three times because, I mean, he was good. He was working me really good. Um, and I said, now, you, you think we ought to do this? And, and I said, I came back to him and he started telling me, now, sir, I'm telling you, I can do it tomorrow. I'll get out here. I'll get a lot. I'll get up. I'll get all up there and knock all that stuff. Now, you see that? You see that? You see that wasp mess up there? I'll, I'll knock off. Really? You do all of that? How much is it again? We do it for a monthly. We'll just set you up monthly. A monthly? Really? How much is that? We'll do monthly. I mean, he, church, he was good. You know, he was really, because he had, I'm, I was supposed to be hanging out with my wife, and this brother's got me 10, 15 minutes talking about bug spray. You know what I'm saying? So I say, let me tell you what I'll do. Just give me your number, and I'll text you tomorrow if I want you to come and spray our bugs. How I many know that's not what he wanted to hear? But I got my emotions together, and I thought, I'm, let me think about this for a moment. I'm glad my kids did not answer the door. He was so good. He would have got my kids to sign up for $19.99 a month. I'm convinced of it. But Dad said, let me go to the door and take care of it. Let me tell you something. Whenever worry starts knocking at your door, don't answer the door and say, hey, my father's got it. I'm not going to worry about these problems knocking at my door. I'm going to let my father answer the door. When, when troubles are knocking at your door, trying to get you to worry, let your father answer the door. When marriage problems, relationship problems are knocking at your door, don't answer the door. Let the Lord answer the door. I'm going to let Jesus take care of this. I got a God that loves me. You've got to let the Lord answer the door. Some of you keep answering the door and talking to worry. Stop answering the door and let your father answer the door and take it to the Lord in prayer. That God answers to answer the door. Number two is this. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Number two is thank God for all he has done. Thank God for all he has done. Notice this in, back in verse number six. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Now notice this. And thank him for all he has done. Worry starts when thanksgiving stops. Worry starts when thanksgiving stops. When you stop thanking God, you know what happens? You start focusing on the what ifs, on the problems, on the what could be's, the what might be's, what ought to happen, what might happen. You start focusing on all the different scenarios and you start worrying. Your mind starts sliding into worry and the next thing you know, you're not praying about it. You're not thanking God. You're being a worry ward. You're just worrying all the time. And I, I love what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. It says, take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. And can I tell you, whenever you are worrying, 
that spirit of heaviness will get on you. You're worrying about everything. And let me tell you, you just get way down. It is just the spirit of heaviness. And some of you have the spirit of heaviness on your life. And the Bible says, take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise and start thanking God for all that he has done. Somebody today believes, well, I don't have anything to thank God for. You're wrong. You've got a lot of things to thank God for. If you will begin to thank God, worry will leave and peace will come. Start thanking God. You've got a lot of things to be thankful for. Some of you still don't believe it. You think, well, I can think of one thing. I can think of a hundred things. Let me give you a hundred reasons why you can thank God. There's still breath in your lungs. You're still breathing. You ought to thank God. There's food in your belly. Thank God for sunrises and sunsets. Thank God for oceans, waves, for cows, horses, pigs, zebras, Lions, tigers, and bears. Thank God for family. Thank God for friends, music, work, and school. Thank God for rest and medicine and parents. Thank God that your body's functioning or it's kind of functioning. Come on, thank God that he woke you up this morning in your right mind, that he watched over you last night while you slept. Come on, thank God that he's still in control, that his love endures forever. Thank God our sins are forgiven, that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank God that he's made us brand new, that we've been born again that he turns our weeping into laughing, turns our mourning into dancing, that weeping may endure for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. Thank God that he meets our needs by giving us our daily bread. Thank God that we've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Oh, pastor, I don't have any thank thank God for. Yes, you do. Listen, you can thank God that he started a good work in you and will bring it to completion, that he's giving you the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, control. You can thank God that he hears and answers your prayers, that he doesn't waste anything that you're going through, that he will turn everything for your good. You can thank God that he's faithful. God is a faithful God. Great is thy faithfulness. Thank God that his mercies are new every morning, that his love endures forever. Thank God that he always provides a way out of temptation, that he convicts us of sin, that he knits us together in our mother's womb, that he delights in us. He sings over us. Oh, I'm only on number 55 right now, church. There's a lot to be thankful for, that he throws our sin as far as the east is from the west, that many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's purposes prevail, that he gives us the desires of our heart. Thank God that nothing is impossible with God, that he is storing up treasures for us in heaven, that we can come boldly before the throne room of God. Thank God that in his presence is fullness of joy. Thank God that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Thank God that we've been adopted into the family of God, that he has given us his holy word the Bible, that the Bible is God-breathed and God-inspired. Oh, you got a lot to be thankful for. Thank God that the Bible renews our minds, that God gives generously wisdom whenever we ask for it. Thank God that God uses trials to make us stronger. Thank God today that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Thank God for his church. Come on, I thank God for the church of Jesus Christ. I thank God for people's church where we can worship him and lift up the name of Jesus. Thank God that he's given us pastors. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. Come on, would you let our staff know that you appreciate them? Come on, at every campus, come on, put your hands together for our staff. Oh, you can do better than that. Thank God for our staff. Come on, thank God for these pastors and preachers and and leaders. Come on, we thank God for our staff. Come on, there's something to praise God for. I'm only on number 73. I'm not done yet because you got to start thanking God. He's been good to you. Thank God that he's given us Christian friends to 
help us carry our burdens. Thank God for our small group leaders. Thank God that he's making the church a pure and spotless pride. Bride, thank God for spiritual gifts that he's given us. Thank God that he's giving us everything that we need for life and for godliness. Thank God for the dream team who serve our church faithfully to help people know God. Come on, thank God that he created you for a purpose. Thank God for growth track that starts today where you can discover your God-given purpose. Thank God that he's like a mama bird and he hides us in his wings. Thank God that he's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a provider. He's a fortress. He's a way maker. Thank God that he's a God of compassion, that he never stops forgiving us. Thank God that when we're sad, he's the lifter of our heads. Thank God that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Thank God that he did not deal with us according to our sin, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Thank God for his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Thank God that Jesus rose again on the third day with all power in his hands and defeated death, hell, and the grave. I thank God that Jesus obeyed the Father and took the punishment that we deserve. Come on, thank God that we don't have to earn our salvation, for it is by grace we are saved. The Holy Spirit drew us to Jesus, and now we've been saved from our sins. I thank God that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Because of the cross, we are no longer separated from God. Jesus is coming back for his church, and I thank God for it, that we will get a new spiritual body that will last forever. He's creating a new heaven and a new earth. I thank God for it, that there'll be a heaven where there's no more sickness, no more disease, no more division, no more racism, no more death, no more murder no more hatred, no more COVID-19. I thank God that we're going to live with Jesus forever and ever and ever and ever. Come on, let's take 10 seconds. Somebody thank God right now. Come on, somebody thank the Lord right now. Come on, somebody thank God right now. Come on, you got a lot to be thankful for today, church. Come on online, thank God right now. Thank the Lord right now. He's a good God. You got a lot to be thankful for. The Bible says you want to deal with your worry. The Bible says take it to the Lord in prayer. And then the scripture says, and thank God. Number three is this. That's just point number two. Come on, church. I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even wrapping up yet. Point number three. Point number three. Take cover in God's peace. Take cover in God's peace. Let's go now to verse number seven. Philippians chapter four. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice that word, as you live in Christ Jesus. Worry will always rob you of the peace of God. Worry does not take away tomorrow's problems. It takes away today's peace. And peace is that state of quiet on the inside. It's inner tranquility. It's freedom from agitation. And it's possible to choose peace over worry. The question is, how do we live under the cover of God's peace? How do we do that? Because the scripture says this, that, that then you will experience God's peace when once you take everything to the Lord in prayer. Once every day, you just have a thankful heart and you thank God for all of his blessings. The Bible says, then you will experience the peace of God. That It says it will guard your hearts in and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, as you live. So what the scripture is trying to teach us is God doesn't want you to have his peace just for a moment. 
God doesn't want you just to have his peace for a day. As a Christ follower, God wants you to live with his peace. He wants you to live under the cover of his peace. It was a couple of years ago, a church invited me to come preach at their their church, and it was in Southern California. And at first I said no, and I said no, I'm not able to make it. And, And then as we start looking at the calendar and... I saw spring break. I thought, you know what? If he wants me to come on spring break, I might, I might just go to Southern California. And so I sent a date to him. He said, absolutely. We'd love to have you come on, on that weekend. So I took my whole family to, to Southern California. I preached the Saturday services and the Sunday services. And then uh, we spent time at Disneyland after I, after I preached. Come on. Your pastor was born on a day, but it wasn't yesterday. I know how to coordinate the calendar, church. I know how to coordinate the calendar. And so he's in Southern California going to Disneyland and had a good time. We were riding rides and having fun and enjoying Disneyland. And, and all of a sudden, that afternoon, as we were having fun as a family, a thunderstorm came in. I mean, how I many know that's the last thing you want when you're outside at, a Dis- at, 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 at Disneyland or any amusement park is for it to start raining? And it was raining so heavy. And so it wasn't a little sprinkle. It was pouring down and so my family we looked and we looked and we ran and we found an awning and we ran under that awning and it was so funny because you know there, there are some people that are just a little cray cray they say oh this is awesome it's raining I'm like oh, I'm, it's not awesome to me I didn't come here to get rained on I didn't come here to get rained. and then there were some people that were trying to find cover I mean they were they were looking they because I mean it, the, the, the Disneyland wasn't designed to stand under awnings it's designed to ride rides and so there wasn't a lot of awnings around and so we got our family of six and we stood there 30 minutes and there were other people getting drenched in the rain. I was so grateful for that awning. And listen to me, every single day, there's a thunderstorm of worry. Worry is always in the forecast and it's always raining down. And you've got to take cover under God's awning. You've got to take cover under God's peace and stay right there. Don't get back out there in that thunderstorm of worry. Don't, don't get back out there, get your mind worrying, anxious about everything. Stay right there under God's awning of peace. You can live in the sweet spot of God's peace if you'll pray about everything. If you'll thank God for everything, then the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. Listen, God doesn't want you to have peace for a day. He doesn't want you to have peace just for a week. You have to live right there. in the God, I'm not getting back out there in that thunderstorm of worry. I'm going to live right here in the peace of God. I like how the book of Colossians says this, chapter 3 and verse 15. It says, And let the peace that comes from Christ, let me say that to you, it comes from Christ. The peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, I want you to catch this again, church, you are called to live in peace. Some of you did not know that. You thought that you had to just be a worry ward. Worry about your family, worry about your kids, worry about your grandkids, worry about your job, worry about the economy. Just worry, worry, worry. No, 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 no. God's called you. You were called to live in peace. Now, I want you to catch the end of this and always be thankful. I'm not going to preach that again, but I want you to see that it's key to your peace. Every day, always be thankful. The Bible says, let the peace that comes from Christ rule. That word rule in the Greek is the word umpire. Umpire. Uh, an umpire enforces the rules of the game. The umpire calls the shots like, like an umpire at a baseball game. They call the shots. They call strike. 
They'll call the ball. If somebody's trying to steal a base and they, they, they throw and, and the, 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 the first baseman or the, or, or, or the second baseman or the third baseman catches the ball and swipes and tries to tag them out and, and, and the umpire gets to call the shots, you're out. You're safe. The umpire calls the shots and the scripture is telling us this, let peace call the shots. When it comes to your heart, let peace call the shots. Listen, quit letting anxiety call the shots. Quit letting worry call the shots. Quit letting a situation or a problem call the shots. Quit letting people call the shots. Let let peace rule in your hearts. Let it call the shots. It's so important. Make up your mind today. And when worry comes, when anxiety comes, when stress comes, when that problem, when that dilemma comes, no, 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 no. I'm staying under the awning of God's peace. Peace is going to rule my heart. Number four is this. Number four, I want to help you live in the peace of God. How do you get the weight of worry off your life? Think godly thoughts. Think godly thoughts. Wrong thinking will always lead to a lack of peace. Right thinking will always lead to God's peace. Your thought life is key to peace. Let's look at this in the very next verse, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. I've told you to pray about everything. I told you to thank God. I told you to, to, to live in the peace of God. But there's one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. And honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about, think about, think about, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And some of you will never live consistently with the peace of God because you keep fixing your thoughts on all the wrong things. You're fixing your thoughts on social media. You're fixing your thoughts on the news. You're fixing your thoughts on that movie or that music or that podcast. And you're just filling your mind. Some of you are spending hours of week, every week, filling your mind with all the wrong things. And then you wonder, why don't I have peace? And then you're praying, oh, God, Lord, give me peace. Lord, turn off that news channel. Oh, Jesus, give me peace. Shut your phone down and quit looking at all that social media. Oh, gee, I can't, Lord, I don't know why I got so much worry. I'm just so anxious. I'm just so nervous. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. Because you're fixing your mind on all the wrong things. And whenever you start fixing your mind, Worry will start weighing you down and you're now going through life worrying about everything because you're fixing your thoughts on all the wrong things. And the Bible says in Psalm 119 and 165, great peace that's available for you today. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. Stumble. If you want to live under God's peace, I'm talking about having great peace in your life. You've got to love God's law more than you love those movies, more than you love Netflix, more than you love social media, more than you love TikTok videos. Come on, you got to love God's law. You've got to fix your mind on the right things. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Church, this is a powerful verse. If you will have your mind fixed on Jesus, if you will think about the right things, worry will begin to fall off your life. But you've got to have your mind stayed on the Lord. Listen, church, whenever worry starts to creep in your life, reject 
worry and replace it with thinking about God things and good things. Whenever maybe you're looking at your phone and you're scrolling through social media, you're watching some movie and worry starts to creep in, reject and replace it with God's word. Begin to think about things that are true, that are noble, that are pure, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy. Start thinking right thoughts. Maybe sometimes like me, crazy thoughts come out of nowhere. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like, where did that come from? But here's what happens to us. We start meditating on those thoughts. We start thinking about those thoughts. We, just, we, we start going crazy with those thoughts. Oh, it could happen. I don't know. I don't know. And we start, work. no, no, no. Reject those thoughts and replace them with things that are true, that are noble, that are pure. Open up the word of God. Open up your phone and begin to read a Bible verse. Replace those thoughts with good thoughts, with godly thoughts. You got to reject and replace with right thoughts. Your thoughts are key. One final thing. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on things that are true and noble and pure and just. Number five is this. Here's the last one. We got to get this worry off our life. What do we have to do, Pastor? Number five is this. Tap the repeat button. Tap the repeat button. Notice this in verse number nine. Philippians chapter four, verse nine says, keep putting into practice. Keep putting into practice. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the, then the God of peace will be with you. Whew, I love this. To live under the peace of God. The Bible says you got to keep putting into practice. And here's where people miss it. They don't keep putting into practice. Almost every morning when I'm in my bathroom, I'm getting all personal today. I done told you about my bedroom. Now I'm talking about my bathroom. <laughs> I'm getting you all in my business today. But when I'm in my bathroom getting ready, and I have worship music on almost every morning, and I'm listening to a, a music and, and just getting my soul filled up. And, and I, I get in the habit. I, I like certain songs in certain seasons, and they're always changing. Right now, I, I like a song by Elevation called authority and I just man I listen to it and it goes I put it back on again I'm shaving play it again flossing play it again I just I just get in that groove I, probably my favorite artist that I love old school is Marvin Winans I, I, boy I just love Marvin Winans he's, he's in his church singing I just put it on I just play it which feel myself play it again play it again I just keep hitting repeat because it's filling my soul. It's blessing me. And God says, let me tell you how to be blessed with my peace. You got to learn to hit the repeat button. Whenever worry's trying to creep in, I've given you the formula to get worry off your life. Hit the repeat button. Pray about everything. Thank God in every circumstance. Come on, live under the peace. Make your, I'm going to live under the peace of God's covering. I'm going to think the right thoughts. Come on, you're watching that television show. You're looking at your phone, and here it comes again. Worry. I don't know. Look at what, look at what they're saying. No, 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 no. Kick that thought out. Reject and replace. Don't tap the repeat button. I'm going, I'm going, God, I give it to you in prayer. I cast it to you, Lord. I give it to you, God. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you're faithful. Oh, I think about the right things. I'm going to live under the peace of God. I'm going to live under the peace 
of God. I'm going to fix my mind on things that are pure, that are noble, that are just. Oh, I got some bad news today. I'm worried. I'm worried. No, 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 no. I'm going to kick that thing out. Hit the repeat button. I'm going to pray about everything. Pray. God, I give it to you. I give it to you. I open the door. You take it, Lord. You take it. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I'm going to live under your peace. I'm going to live under your peace. I'm going to live under your peace. I'm going to think right thoughts. I'm going to kick that out. And I'm going to fix my mind on the word of God. I'm going to fix my mind on things that are true, that are noble, that are pure, that are just peace today. Peace today. At every campus, would you stand with me? Don't leave early. Don't sign off early. Would you begin right now? To take that to the Lord in prayer. Just lift it to God like this. God, I give you my worry. I give you my concern. You're the champion. Come on, church. Give it to him today. Let's sing it today, church. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. Come on, give it to him, church. 